It's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. You're saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. Hello and welcome to the Lookout Landing podcast. Uh, my name is John Troopin, and I am joined today, as always, by our uh, our managing editor and fearless leader, Kate Prusser. Kate, uh, I know you've been stress watching Marco Gonzalez uh, for the majority of this evening. How are you doing otherwise? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, you were driving tonight. I have. A cocktail. I have a plate of dumplings that I made in celebration of Din Tai Fung coming to Safeco, <laughs> which I now ate. I ate it. I went there with my friends Whitney and Mike. Uh, we mm-hmm. went to Din Tai Fung um, over in U Village the other night, and um, and I have the soup dumplings, and they were good. They were they. People do not lie about their quality. But apparently now, they will not be at Safeco, so... Which, so, I've seen in the photos s- dumplings that are in soup. Is it just, they are not the dumpling, they are not the actual soup dumplings? No, the soup dumplings are very delicate, so maybe that is why they cannot be served. Okay. They have actual soup inside of them. So ah, this is like, oh, uh, okay, so it's it's sort inverse. of a... Okay, there we go. That's that's my misunderstanding. So the dumplings you're enjoying right now are not... Of the Din Tai Fung variety. <laughs> no, they're of the Costco variety. Hey. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you know how it is when you try something new for the first time and you're like, that is all the food I want to eat anymore, ever. Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's, that's um, sort of where I'm, I'm just dreaming of the next opportunity I have to go to Din Tai Fung. So... I I mentioned to uh, I mentioned this to you, but I, I will say this again: Czar Dumplings, which is on Capitol Hill uh, and also has a spot in Fremont, uh, which does pelmeni like Russian dumplings, is absolutely fantastic and worth checking out. Uh, and I know this mainly because uh, when I was at Sasquatch one year, uh, that was the only food that we were able to get uh and i ate it essentially exclusively for <laughs> an entire weekend and was about 85 percent dumpling by the end of it uh and so <laughs> they have my loyalty eternally um yes oh marco just made a nice play Excellent. Nice. Yes. Oh, he's so athletic. Yeah, you're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I'm. So we're we're recording this on Thursday night, um, in in the what is it? I guess it's the fifth inning now of yeah. the Mariners game. Yeah, Marco um, has 77 pitches, which with one out in the fifth, which is not ideal. No, you'd rather it was <laughs> fewer. <laughs> he, had, he had a real brutal first inning. Yeah. And a less brutal but still shaky second inning and then just really locked down in the third and yes. had a pretty good fourth and now is in the fifth with um, not having to throw too many. That I Honestly, and I tweeted this, but I think that this is the kind of outing that tells you more about a pitcher. Because mm. Marco does not have his command and also this zone is wonky. Have you noticed this? Like It has been... He's thrown the same pitch two times and gotten two different calls on it. Yeah, it's 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 been an adventurous zone. It's, an adventurous. Ad, it's been a zone of personality. <laughs> it, it's a it's an idiosyncratic little zone. It's a <coughs> like like a like a female comic in her fifties. Like 
sort of a Joan Rivers. <laughs> yeah, like of the zone. somebody who has gotten by, uh, you know, not maybe necessarily on on her looks anymore. And you know, usually once you're an older woman in the, the Hollywood, you are persona non grata. But some, I, I have mad respect for the women who like hang in there. That's the zone. That's this. It's a Joan Rivers. <laughs> it's zone. a zone that's hanging it's, in. It's a Joan Rivers zone. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the weirdest combination. Like I said, cocktail. I was so. going to say, last week, I think I made some sort of bone broth analogy that I can't <laughs> remember. That, was, that and, was super weird. And now you, you've you made the Joan Rivers zone. So yeah, this is, yeah, we're, the all, Joan, we're all Rivers. on point right now. Uh, so It's the off-season zone, it is the off kind season, of. <laughs> but it is almost not the off-season, uh, very excitingly. Off it's actually really... As stressed out as I am watching Marco pitch because he's such yeah. a huge part of the plans, mm. and because I want so badly for him. I want Marco Gonzalez to be good in the same way that, like, two years ago, I wanted Mike Zanino to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe more because I think I'm honestly a little more invested in Marco as a person just because, um, you know, he's not a Seattle native, but I feel like we can kind of claim him. Uh, oh, good. You got a flat. Nice inning. Nice inning, Marco. Good one. <laughs> um, you know, I think he, he kind of feels like ours a little bit. Like he's a zag. He's. I am heavily invested in his success on a personal level and also for the team. So. Yeah. It, and the team has stressful. very much yeah. invested themselves <laughs> yeah, in Marco right. Gonzalez's success. So it's stressful, but it's also really fun to watch a, a game that, you know. It doesn't matter, but it feels like it matters. So. Yeah. Well, and the, the the roster is so full of players who it's like, we pretty much know what you are. You just have to actually go out there and do it. Right. Marco is one of those guys where it's like, you could actually be more than we expect. And yeah, you, Marco, you're still seeing <laughs> Marco plus the cutter is... Um, yeah. I, I don't... You know that I don't know the Pokemon or I don't play the Pokemon, but uh, <laughs> it's... It is is this equivalent to a Pokemon becoming I don't know uh, uh, whatever it is when they like go to college and, and get yes woke. when the po- <laughs> when the Pokemon gets woke evolve I believe okay. is the word you're looking for or simply learn a new move yeah uh, I mean that's that's Marco is is the he's the white kindy where he used to be a, a wax studer or whatever now those were pokemon (laughs) (laughs) to be clear to be clear you could just kind of say a word about that's (laughs) related to fire and then like a word that sounds like the end of an animal like sore or like ender or something and you'd have a pretty good shot at this point of getting a pokemon (laughs) pyrodrosophilia Eh? Well, there, there are there is there is a Pokemon called Pyroar, so and it's a little fire lion. So <laughs> I'm not joking. You were cl- <laughs> you're not far up. Anyways, anyway, Kate, what are we're what we're gonna do today? Since I think we've there's there's only a little bit of real news at this point. You know, for the most part, everyone's getting back to being healthy, or if they weren't gonna be healthy, they're you know are ready for opening day, then they're still not going to be ready for opening day. Um, so what we're going to do is, I think we're just going to go down a couple different pathways that 
we could see the the season going down. Uh, sort of your your darkest timeline, your brightest timeline, and then I guess your likeliest timeline. Um, okay, but yes. uh, there, before that, I think just real quickly, we should touch on the one piece of news uh, that and is very unfortunate. News. It's it is. Bad it news. is bad news. And it is it's bad, bad news. news. <laughs> Baby, it's bad news. Uh, our I don't Mariners like reliever. you, pitchers <laughs> who come from Florida teams. As yeah, Rilo Kiley's like lesser known hit. <laughs> now is Rilo <laughs> Kiley evolve into Rilo Ken? <laughs> what? Uh, we 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 have a disconnect here. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, we're talking about David Phelps tearing his UCL. Can uh, we talk about Taylor Motter striking out looking? Well, we can't, because again, your video no, is right. like I'm a sorry. few seconds ahead sorry. of me, so it's very rude. Oh, man. Um, it's very rude, I'm sorry. Alright, we'll t- let's talk about David Phelps. Um, uh, so you wrote, you wrote up a, an, a sort of a, an, a full appraisal of the the bullpen and its depth uh yes. today and yeah 2800 uh, words yeah, the, if you actually read it i <laughs> am impressed um so where i guess where does this leave the team right off the bat and and where does where does this set them up for for the rest of the year because you know i don't i think it's safe to say phelps is not going to throw a pitch this year no, um, so I think and like he's a free agent at the end of this year. It's true. Okay, so um, obviously this is sucky news. It's very sad. Um, there's really no way to, I think, as Depoto said, sugarcoat it. Except to me, like when Drew Smiley went down with the arm sog, I distinctly remember climbing into my bathtub because I was going to take a bath. Because that's what I do when I'm stressed out or unhappy. Um, And just like sitting there kind of pressed against the tiles for a little while. Being Mm -hmm. like, this is bad. This is so bad. I feel really, really bad about how this positions us. So, I mean, maybe I'm working from a super low bar here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... I didn't have that reaction. Like I did, I, I it did feel like a little bit of a punch to the gut, just because mm-hmm. it sucks so bad for Phelps, who you know had the health troubles last year, and and you just you uh, he didn't ever look, I think, totally right in spring training. It looked it no, looked, he was yeah. It looked not great. It looked not great to me. Um, so that sucks. But and I pointed this out on Twitter. If there's one area that the Mariners could have afforded this loss. It's the bullpen. Like yeah. you can't, you cannot lose anyone out of the infield for the year because mm-hmm. we've seen what the infield backup options are, and they're not good. Uh-huh. You can't really, and we already have Gamble. You can't lose anyone else out of that outfield, mm-hmm. and we certainly can't lose any of the starting pitchers for a full year. So right. If there had to be a play, and it sucks that it sucks that it happened, and it doesn't happen to every team, but you know, you look around the league and you see a lot of guys are going. Smarja has some problem with his shoulder, like yeah, uh, he's going in for an MRI. The A's lost Cotton for the year, and, um, and Blackburn now is oh, going yeah, Blackburn's out too, got so. some sag. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, there, it happens. It happens. Pitchers break. So if there had to be an injury, it, it sucks. But it's also like, this is the one. Yeah, it sucks. But also we signed Juan Nicasio over the offseason. And Juan Nicasio does have the ability to stretch into that multi-inning reliever. And Casey Lawrence has kind of come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and been like, analytics, Anna Schmidtics, to like, oh, hey, actually, <laughs> studying these things could make me a better pitcher and I can right. I can start to employ these. And it's, it's just amazing. I mean, I know that the analytics war has been conquered on our end of things for a long time, but it's still... When you're dealing with players, especially players who are in their 30s, mm-hmm. uh, you're dealing with a lot of people who haven't necessarily um, given themselves over to the gospel of, of advanced stats. And that actually, that point is an, an interesting one because I, I, I know you and I both read the piece in the San Francisco Chronicle today about Emilio Pagan, um, and... Uh, I know oh, you wrote I miss it. You, uh, Emilio. Yeah, um, and I know you you wrote about Ryan Garten, who the Mariners picked up from the Rays last last year, um, yes, and recently, is in the minors still. Recent driveline convert. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, uh, Altavilla, Moore. I mean, you know, I think these guys who have made these strides forward. You know these guys who are making these efforts uh, to you know Sean Armstrong. Yep, these are guys Armstrong's who. A boy. Festa you know, is now, which I yeah. don't know that he was before. He's a driveline guy. Yeah, and and I think the interesting connective tissue is, it's tough for, you. It's rare to see players who have elite talent do things that you know you might see as. Uh, outside of the box I guess it's sort of you know sort of in the way you it's rare to see baseball teams uh you know full teams that are you know teams that have elite players uh you know I there's an argument about like oh well the best teams in the league are still using you know five man starting pitchers and going having their starting pitchers going deep in the game it's like yeah they're doing that because they have elite starting pitchers and so they can do it that doesn't mean that across the board teams you know the the worst teams the teams that have to scrape by and find a way to make it work uh aren't going to use different strategies more more unique strategies and it's the same thing with individual players you know when you're on the bubble when you're sort of a fringy player and you see that your shot at continued employment and your continued you know continued success is you know very fleeting and and very much at risk Uh, you know, I think those are the guys who are willing to push the envelope, and and we see that in a lot. You know, the Mariners I think have collected, for better or for worse, a lot of guys who were on the edge of that envelope, and so. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that what they've done too. I'm watching Jason Bradford pitch right now, which is why he's in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they've collected guys who are castoffs from other organizations, and I think that the the kind of Uber mensch for this or the prototype for this is Nick Vincent. They got him for nothing off the Padres because they were like, we can we can work with your spin rate and Mm -hmm. develop you into being the best pitcher you can be. And we believe that that's going to be someone who's really good. Yes. Right? So, Chase and Bradford 
cut by the Mets, who I don't, I mean, I don't understand how you're, maybe they, I don't want to believe There's a lot of, you could, you could just say, I don't understand and end the sentence, (laughs) you know, begin the sentence Mets, comma, I don't understand. I don't understand and end Uh, the sentence there. I mean, I hate, I hate to dump on a team and maybe they thought, I mean, maybe their biggest sin was just misreading the market and thinking that they could sneak an MLB Mm. experienced pitcher Mm. with decent results. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fastball slider combo. I'm just watching him strike out mm-hmm. Tommy Joseph. <laughs> no, there's no way the Mets look good in this, and it sucks. I sat next to Chasen Bradford's uncle at one of the spring training games, and like, it was hard. He loved the Mets. He loved being a New York Met. He was mm-hmm. shocked when he was cut. <laughs> Mets fans were shocked when he was cut. Uh, it makes no good sense, and y- here he is, you know, potentially poised to break camp as one of our relievers now that, that Phelps has gone down. Mm. But again, that's a case of, like, they saw something that they were like, we can we can maximize what you can do. Um, and I think any time a player, and again, especially somebody, like you were saying, somebody who's been cut, somebody who's fringy, somebody who's major league spot is not guaranteed those guys are going to be receptive to teaching and i think when garton got here he saw <laughs> i mean imagine being ryan garton and sharing a bullpen with dan altavilla which he did when he first got here they were both in tacoma and seeing a guy mm. like altavilla and being like how can i also be you um and just got really sold on the gospel of driveline like really was impressed with what he saw there. Oh, very nice inning for Jason Bradford. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, results results matter. If you can mm. get a guy, the hardest part is getting a guy to try something once. This change is hard, right? Like, yeah. And what makes us change? We have to feel there's a need to change. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Casey Lawrence was maybe in that spot. He's looking, he's fringy, he's inside looking out. He's close enough to the majors. So I think there's also a proximity element in change. Like, you have to feel like change is necessarily necessary, but also, like, making this change is you're close enough that it doesn't, that the investment or the sacrifice that the change will cost you is worth it. Um, and I just feel like they've done a, and, and I think, like, mentally, you have to be a resilient person. Because when you're afraid of change, you, you just, that's weakness, that's cowardice, right? So it's identifying mm-hmm. the right player with the right stuff, with the right makeup, who's going to undergo this change with you. And I think that the front office has done a great job of picking those guys out. And that's why I'm not so, and especially because I think a relief pitcher is the easiest thing to develop like you know that you can put in the least amount of time with a guy like that and get the results the fastest it's Mm -hmm. not like developing a starting pitcher it's not like developing an everyday position player and that's i think why we're seeing these early returns i think we'll see other returns eventually with other guys um but those will take longer the ones we're seeing now are mostly in the relief core and that's why i'm not hundred percent i'm sick for david phelps the person 
but I'm less stressed out about this impact on our bullpen. Yeah, it it will. It's a bummer for the for the depth, uh, and it's a bummer for their intent to really lean on the uh, bullpen to give uh, a break to the to the starting pitchers. And I I, I think I I think it probably won't be that impactful for the start of the season. Uh, but I I think it just puts it's another level of stress on the bullpen to and and the starting pitching to be right and to be healthy uh, early right. and H- often. Hence me, st- <laughs> hence me stress watching this Marco Gonzalez yes. start. Yes. Um, so with that in mind, uh, should we get the good or the bad first? Oh, let's do the bad first, right? Isn't I think that how that's doctors deliver bad news. I think that's correct. Uh, uh, and so let's let's just sort of go through. Uh, I guess uh, what would just for the for the sake of not not rolling on into eternity. What would be what would be the worst? Uh, I, I guess the worst thing for you to see uh, from from this season what what what's sort of the, the what would be the most frustrating individual thing doesn't have to be one player but just collective thing oh man uh, we we wrote uh, we wrote out an article uh as a as a collective group as a staff to, sort of talking about what we hope to see uh earlier this week if you didn't read it um and so i guess what do you hope not to see what do I hope? Yeah, what does failure look like? Yes. Oh, man. I mean, I think that last year was so hard to watch. It was mm-hmm. really hard to watch. The injuries. So I guess, like, the very worst case scenario for me is Cruz is hurt, Cano is hurt, Segura is hurt. Uh, you know, I. The worst scenario for me is a replay of 2017. I think that's quite fair. I think, like, uh, and, you know, we never even got to see Drew Smiley throw a pitch. It still makes me a little sick to think about, like, the what we gave away for that and what we yep. got out of it. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Oh, man. It's, yeah, so... Seeing something like that, like seeing a starting pitcher lost for the season, seeing a lot of our key pieces not be healthy, not be able to compete, seeing this, basically seeing this team be like a little thin shadow of what it could be because of things that are not Like, if the strategy that they've used fails, it fails. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad strategy. Like, Starting pitching is expensive. You don't have any in the system. Don't go buy it. Like, try to get by. Trade for it. Try to get by with guys you feel like you can develop and you can maximize the potential of, like Marco, mm-hmm. like Erasmo, and, uh, you know, lean on your ace. So, mm-hmm. I, in a weird way, I kind of feel like this all comes down to, if I think about one player, mm-hmm. I think it maybe comes down to Paxton. Yeah. If Paxton can't be healthy this year, I will be heartsick. Yeah. And it means bad things for the team, I think. 
I would agree. It. I mean, it. It would be tough. Yeah. I. You know, because what he's he's got two more years. Is he a free agent in after next year or the year after that? I think that's right. I think it's Arb one. Yeah. Did they Arb one him this year? Um, they didn't go to Arb, did they? I think he's. They Arb didn't go to Arb with anybody. Well, uh, uh, no, you're right. I mean, but I don't. Uh, they okay, he's he's a free agent in 2021, so he's got this year and then two more after that. So yeah, oh, he's God. this is this is. Uh, and yeah. to think that they were worried about bus seats. Fix this, MLBPA. Fix this. <laughs> James Paxton's gonna be 30 odd years old. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think having another year of ineffectiveness for James Paxton is or in yeah. Oh, yeah. the Modesto Nuts are getting their rings. There's Eric Kalia. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, there's yeah. Reggie McLean. Oh, there's Brayden. Oh, good job, <laughs> Modesto Nuts. Uh, Kyle Lewis walking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wee! Also, uh, Andrew Romine might have just grounded out, but he also drove Bartolo Colon out of the game. So with his, with his 10-pitch at bat. So good job, Andrew. <laughs> All right, what is Bartolo <laughs> applauding himself. Um, <laughs> what does failure look like? What, what's the worst case, darkest timeline for you? Um, I mean, I think I think you you put it pretty well. Just 2017 again is it, it's you know if they're bad, they're bad, and that is its own sort of... I mean, obviously, them being bad sucks, but them being bad likely uh, spurs action and change in a different way, and that would be uh, excellent, because, you know, just... Conti- if, if they're... Any sort of direction that they go there you know essentially the actions that they've gone through right now indicate that they think that they are going to be better than expected this year and that they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs this year and for that to be the case would mean a lot of guys playing well uh to the point where simply we would feel differently about the players at the end of this year so the you know the guys on this roster aren't it's it's not there's not going to be another team the team next year shouldn't be projected for 82 to you know 79 to 83 wins again next year that's that's basically what what would be most frustrating to me because running running the same team out there uh thinking okay well this time it'll work if it is a run over you know a, a run back of 2017 I mean, there's right, just, like I, the Einstein. Uh, de- this is the definition of insanity thing. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. We'll, we'll have run out of chances. I think if this, yeah. if it fails again, we'll have, and I think Depoto will have run out of chances to say, exactly. well, this, this just didn't work because. Yes, and and it's frustrating because I think you know I like a lot of the things that they're doing, especially in the in the you know, organizational philosophy department. And so I guess what I would like to see as much as success at the major league level is steps forward in the minor leagues. And um, that 
hopefully is from. Right, so we're on we're on the failure part. So you sorry, so so I guess I guess I would say minor league failure. I would say the uh, a lack of steps forward from any of the top prospects, um, and a lack of breakouts from any of the players who uh you know are sort of less heralded i guess um and breakout doesn't have to be you know sudden top 100 prospect but it does mean oh, i yeah. don't I know don't think, beyond the I, guys i think some of our guys could slug like 500 <laughs> it, they could they could slash 300 400 500 and not be declared yeah top prospect. Um. You, you know, <laughs> i mean not even that you you know what i mean I know, I know what you're saying, and but you know they have so far to work up to to be respected or to be taken seriously. Yes. Um, But I know, like for example, you're not a mad Joe Rizzo fan. (laughs) Is that that's fair to say? You look at him and you see his height. I I see a guy who has good contact skills and not a lot of physical projectability. And not great defensive skills at third base, and worry about his ability to develop power. Right. So I look at him and I see a kid who's nineteen, mm-hmm. um, which I think you do too. Like this yes, is not. I'm yes. Not, I'm I, not, I don't think. I don't think it's impossible. I, I <laughs> right. want to say, but yes. Right. But I think that. Um, him take Joe Rizzo taking a big step forward, I think would be Absolutely. and I don't because you expect Kyle Lewis to take a step forward, you expect Carlson and White and those other guys. I don't know if given his physical production and the questions about his game, I don't know if you look at Joe Rizzo if you're an outside prospect evaluator and say, That's a guy I expect to take a step forward. So in some ways, I feel like Joe Rizzo might be like the crucible as can this organization identify, draft, and develop talent? Uh, can they find it in places other people aren't looking, essentially? Um, I think that is an excellent, uh, an excellent point. And I, I think that's, you know, that is a, a great way of framing it because there isn't a lot of top level physical projection in the minors uh, in the Mariners minors uh but there are guys who had MLB projectable skills and also we've seen recently throughout baseball that there's a lot more that can be developed out of you know out of guys uh who didn't necessarily have the skills that scouts were looking for initially and and uh because of the advances in scouting technology and in training methods there are ways you know that we're, we're seeing guys break out you know i mean guys like mechaniger who was always a right well you know decent tooled guy but didn't wasn't maximizing and i mean vogelback's another example of that who hopefully can you know <laughs> actually make that happen but no but i mean you know is is one of those players who has always had some mlb skill and and joe rizzo i mean was a top 
100 pick because he has some... Well, he was a top 100 pick, right? I, I'm not making that up. I know he was... Yes, he was our second yeah. round pick in yes. 2016. Um, yeah, and I mean, he, he was that type of guy because he has some great skills. It's just about can he develop the rest of it. And so if the Mariners are capable of developing guys in such a way that they are maximizing whatever talent they do have more right. often than not, that's you know, that's huge. That's how Cleveland, who has arguably the best minors development in all of baseball, developed a you know, one of the best rotations in the league out of a bunch of guys who were not all that well thought of in Corey Kluber and right. Carlos Carrasco and uh, Danny Salazar and, you know, whatnot. I mean, you know, guys who were decently thought of, but not, no one, no one expected any of Corey them to be... Corey Kluber. Exactly. No one expected Klubot. No one's... Uh, exactly. I, as well regarded, I think, as Lindor was, like... Exactly. I, I mean, no one. <laughs> Thirty homers last year. Yeah, as, no uh, one yeah. thought he was going to be that. Yeah. So, 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 it would be pretty devastating to see another year of stag, or, or to see a year of stagnation in the minors. Yeah. Um, I agree, and I, I, mean, I know if, that yeah. this is this is a very shallow way of looking thing at things, but. Um, they had a winning team in 2016 at Clinton. They had a winning team at 2017 in Modesto. Wherever the collection of our... No, did I say Clinton? Not Clinton. Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson. Whoa, not... Clinton is very far from that. Clinton was on my <laughs> mind because of Joe Rizzo. I'll tell you about that later. But um, mm -hmm. wherever the collection of our talent is, I want... And I... I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe a lot of that Modesto team was Mitch Canham. Mm -hmm. um, but wherever... I, I want to see one of the minors teams do well and be successful and and compete for a championship and maybe win a championship. I think... Well, I will say, if you're a local fan that can't necessarily afford going to the Mariners games all that often, Tacoma is going to be a neat team this year. Um, yeah, they Tacoma are, is going to be a blast for sure. They, they're going to have if if the big club can stay healthy and they don't have to, um, you know, just, just constantly it shuttle all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I, yeah, but I mean, if like, they don't have kids from, I was looking at um, one of the reserves for today's game, Austin Hutchison. I want to say his yep. name is yeah, mm -hmm. who pitched last year at the AZL, so rookie yep. league. Uh, uh, Modesto, yep. uh, Double A Arkansas, and Triple A. Yep. Like, yep. That Nathan like, Bannister life. Yeah. It, well, Nathan Bannister was just high A, and then they shuttled him up to Tacoma <laughs> to make starts yep. where he was impressive. Because yep. I think, at the very least, Nathan Bannister is good organizational depth. Yes. Um, and he has been working on something. I saw him a lot working with Pete Woodward, the mm -hmm. uh, minor league, one of the minor league pitching coaches. Mm -hmm. um, he was just out there every day, uh, strapped to some weird harness, working <laughs> on something. <laughs> They're working on something. Well, are you sure right? you were supposed to be looking? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's right there. A lot happens on the back um, you were there. 
but yeah, I think I think winning in the minors, showing player development is still taking a step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just if everyone just absolutely tanks, that's that's a that's a worst case scenario. You and I are both such natural optimists that I feel like we <laughs> suck at doing this this worst case scenario thing. Well, I mean, the, 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 what I would say is like the worst case scenario is probably the team loses like seventy one to like seventy two games and just like has people get hurt all the time again because that is I mean it's basically twenty seventeen yeah. again but you know yeah I can't even, and I mean, and, and the miners just don't show anything because that's just another year of pretty utility. hopeless and not much of a step forward and that's that would be really disappointing in a lot of ways and it yeah it would futility is the right yeah the right word excuse me um yeah a because, year a yeah. year where it doesn't feel like we've moved forward at all from mm-hmm. last year uh yeah. would be extremely frustrating yes um so then i guess since we've halfway done it already what about what about your best case scenario? <laughs> Since we've we've done our best to be gloomy as gloomy as possible, <laughs> we suck at being gloomy. But yeah, um, for so, certainly for Mariners fans, we are we are <laughs> poor we are, at it. <laughs> we are very we yeah. are very very bad. Um, uh, okay, so the absolute best case scenario I think would have to be um, Ryan Healy. Just shuts up all the haters and doubters, and Fangraphs, you know, positional <laughs> ranks has him at. They have the Mariners ranking at thirtieth out of all of MLB, which is fair considering what the Mariners' first base position has produced. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I would like I would like Ryan Healy to be r- really good. I think that would be mm-hmm. excellent that they show that. But also, real well, okay, realistically comes later. Whatever. Ryan Healy mashes. He learns how to uh, exercise good plate discipline and gets a lot of pitches he can drive. And, um, you know, that's that happens. Vogelback is an extremely competent uh, backup slash platoon partner for him. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Mitch Hanniger reaches, you know, everybody basically putting out the projection system said, we're low on Mitch Hanniger because, um, but yeah, Mitch Hanniger just like destroys those projections. Um, mm. Cano and Cruz and Seeger just kind of maintain. Seeger bounces back from what I think was a pretty ineffective year for him last year. Um,. Oh, and Paxton wins the Cy Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Paxton that... wins the Cy Young, and Marco makes everyone shut up about the Marco-Tyler <laughs> O'Neill trade, like, forever. Like, forever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't even have to be that great. Like, just, like, serviceable. Just be serviceable. Mm. Uh, be a serviceable back-end starter, and I think that that is probably equivalent obviously we don't know what tyler o'neill is going to be and obviously i wish him the best nice kid but um yeah just make that trade not look bad 
Kate, I have to interrupt you. Did you see the clip just now of Nelson Cruz, Robinson oh, yeah. Cano, and Bartolo Colon just walking off the oh, field yeah. with all their stuff together, oh, having yeah. been pulled? Yeah. Okay. Just, just buddies, <laughs> just buddies going off to, you know, have some, some, some tostones together. No, that's a lie because you can't find anything decent in Arizona to eat, <laughs> let alone Dominican food. Um. I wonder what those guys eat. I wonder about it so much. I saw that the situational game winner, which was Team Zanino, because, of course, Mike Zanino hit a walk-off home run, a walk-off grand slam, even, mm-hmm. to uh, to secure the win. So extremely uh, Mike Zanino-ish. Um, but the prize was, like, Chick-fil-A breakfast. Ooh, Jason Bradford, you nasty. <laughs> um... <laughs> The prize was Chick-fil-A breakfast, and I had I ran into Braden Bishop after trying to run into or meet Braden Bishop for, like, the entire week I was at spring training. I happened to go to In-N-Out Burger after a night game, and he was there, and I was, like, creepily introduced myself to him. Um, <laughs> and I was talking about the situational game because I'd watched him and Ian Miller bat in the situation. And, you know, it's fun for a lot of the guys, the situational games, like, they're laughing and they're riding each other and you know it's no different for the prospects when they come up like they yell at they were hollering at ian miller um and i was just kind of like asking about it and he said oh you know like for these guys it's a joke but for us it's no joke like (laughs) this is serious for us (laughs) and I said, well, what's the prize? Like, what's on the line? He said, I think it's Chick-fil-A. And I was like, no, Robinson Cano has never heard of a Chick-fil-A. Like, (laughs) I cannot imagine any of those guys putting that into their bodies. Like, I mean, the thing is, though, if you're from, like, Florida or, like, pretty much anywhere that's not Seattle, I think Chick-fil-A is pretty, pretty standard. Yeah, like, but I, I mean, that's I'd even like more... never seen one. I, I, who is cheaping out? Like, was the Papa Shot really that expensive? Like, why are they cheaping <laughs> out on Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A bre- I mean, I love Chick-fil-A breakfast. It is extremely tasty. Like I say, the hate mm-hmm. just makes it taste all the most. Yeah, you and I have gone to Chick-fil-A <laughs> We did. Before that was the first time I'd ever been. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there is a Chick-fil-A in, in Tacoma, if, you know, if people care which oh, man, it's so good but they're so we're, beautiful, but we're it's really so just good. putting on our uh <laughs> i know our I'm city to get... of tacoma tourism board <laughs> I'm tr- but i'm also trying line. to get like scholar uh, i'm trying to get some um some support you know some um some ad revenue here from din tai fung and um, absolutely <laughs> and czar we've got two dumpling spots and ah, i don't know chick-fil-a probably has dumplings right they, <laughs> the dumpling burger Yes. Like dumpling yeah. burger yeah, actually yeah, would be I'm, I'm great. I'm sure. I'm definitely sure that that's a thing. Ah, crumbs. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think I think that's a that is a strong case for for a best case scenario though. Um. I I mean yeah I I think the best case scenario is. You know a a team that is a ninety. 90 plus win team uh and probably oh. doesn't win the why you know probably doesn't win the division because i just don't see the astros being bad enough like even if the astros i have. mean they could break 
everybody breaks. Everyone can break. Like, yeah, I mean, and World it, Series it's, hangover. I know it's so silly to say, but I do think it's a thing. Like the Cubs were not awesome this year. Like no, they were not. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I expected the Cubs to be incredible, and the Cubs were fine. But were I mean, fine. the Cubs had ninety two wins, so like. Yeah, they were I think really the good. Mariners. Were really no, good. no, I yeah, I I know what you're saying. Um, but they know, weren't, they weren't a, the, the team that they were in 2016. It's true. They weren't true. the Ast- I mean, the Astros were just on. I mean, they were just. They knew that they were close, and they mm-hmm. just had that intensity all season long. And I don't think the Cubs had that. Yeah, it's. I, I, think, I, think the, I think it's really, really hard to be a repeater. In, in today's baseball environment, I think it's really... I wonder if the Giants were the last, like, dynasty team we're going to see. Well, they took naps. They took their nap years. <laughs> they, their nap year gap year. Their nap um, year gap year. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fully aware that somebody is going to, like, take audio of this and replay it when the Astros are... You know, um, have 120 wins and are World Series champs again. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, there's a team in this team that definitely takes the first wild card and competes for the yeah. division. I mean, if the um, Angels, this uh, unfortunately because of the division, a lot of it relies. They can be really good. And mm-hmm. it just won't matter if Minnesota is also good, if the AL East is strong, if, T- if Tampa Bay, yeah. first, if Oakland like comes out of nowhere, like some people are saying, and if m- much more realistically, you know, the Astros just kill everyone, and yeah. the Angels are what we fear they are, which, having watched them in spring training, I'm not a hundred percent sold that they are. And I think Andrew Heaney's already having arm problems. Yes, I mean, yes, he they're, is. They're, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's all. You know, it's all just. There is a playoff spot that I don't know where it's going to go. That is out there, and oh, the I Mariners mean, twin, are twins, plenty. G- twins fans, one thousand percent believe that that spot belongs to them. I think it's pretty realistic to say that one of those wild cards goes <clears> to. I don't know that the Yankees, Red Sox, yeah. I I mean, I'm pretty. I'm. I don't know. I see some. I think the the Red Sox could be felled by a few bad. um, They could be felled by some bad injuries. I don't know how deep they are. Yeah, they're they are of the like elite tier. I think the the weakest looking team to me. But I, I mean, Cleveland's not amazing, but Cleveland just has a roster, th- or not a roster, but a, a schedule full of gimmies um, in getting to play Chicago and Detroit and the Royals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, all, they, ton, ha- all so. they have to do is beat up on the... the <laughs> they just get to be the bullies, you know? They just get to take mm-hmm. everybody's lunch money every... Uh, weeks at a time. Weeks at a time yeah. they get to do that. So, uh, yeah. you know, it sucks a little bit the way the schedule is... is you can only do so much. Uh, I would like to yep. see the Mariners maximize what they can do, which they yes. didn't last year, obviously. And even mm-hmm. in 2016, as fun as that team was and as close as they got, there yeah. were huge swaths where they just didn't maximize what they could have done. Right. Um, 
So that's that for me. That's the dream. It's like, okay, maybe it's unrealistic to expect them to win against the Astros. Mm, if Otani comes on and figures it out, and Kinsler and Cozart and Calhoun like gets knocked on the head by a frying pan and remembers the player he's supposed to be, and Trout <laughs> is Trout, and Andrelton Simmons's breakout is for real. You know. I mean, maybe that's hard to compete with, um, but just yeah, do it. Do what you can, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. our best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> it's do what tough you one. can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think for for all of the frustration of this, it is worth noting. Like, there is a very very good best case scenario team in this. That is a. 90 plus win team yeah. uh, that James Paxton is healthy for a full year uh, and pitches the way he was last year that Felix is Felix back is to being healthy fine for a you full know, year like, and fine yeah not yeah, dominant and, but fine yeah. and, and Gets Mike, you Leak through is, five Mike Leak is fine six innings three earned runs like something like yeah. that exactly you know the, uh, the, the Mariners just went yard hey <laughs> I have to dial down my Taylor Motter hate Look at that, Oppo too. Oppo, um, that's impressive. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, you know, and just like a step, one of those guys, one of those Moore or uh, DeYoung or Waylon or Miranda, just taking a step forward and being, you know, a solid, uh, you know, fifth starter, and in, in a in a way that they have the potential to be um and you know i mean like you said hanniger being the guy he was last year or close to it and just being healthy segura being the guy he was last year or close to it and just being healthy which means you know his legs being good so that he can be fully the guy he was supposed to be you know i mean there there are a lot of (laughs) promising signs in there and it's just you know if if most of them hit together then this team will be quite good yeah but it's tough it's uh, it's very difficult to be to see that as the likeliest outcome coming off of last year uh and it's more frustrating to isn't that a little bit of gambler's fallacy though like uh it is. It, I, I don't mean that to be correct. I no, just mean no, that. No, no, no. I'm just saying, and I agree with, like, it is really hard to find positivity after a year that was a rough year and mm-hmm. after an off season that didn't go the way that a lot of us wanted to, wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is, oh, my God, Kirk Neuenheis batted 115 last year with the Brewer. Oh, I don't think he batted bad. that much, did he? <laughs> Oh, that is He bad. says optimistically. That is so... He is real rough. He is real rough. Uh, 31 um, at-bats. Oh, boy. Um, I have not yet learned how to spell his name, and I just won't. I won't do he's, that. Oh, He's actually been a, an, an interesting player. Look at him. Oh, no. Oh, look at him smack a double. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the trick. I just have to be super negative about everybody. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the Adam it's Lind, the Adam Adam Lind, Lind syndrome. Kirk Neuenheis, are you my new Adam That Lind? was a bad slide. <laughs> oh, man. So rough. <laughs> did you see? 
Did you see? I think is that Jerickson Profar at second base? Look at that. Look at his face. Yeah. You gotta yeah. rewind it. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I want a gif of that. Man, free Jerickson Profar. Yeah. While, Sorry. This is, by the way, the best. Audio tips 101. Uh, <laughs> to <laughs> talk about a video of a non of an exhibition game that no that one else no can one else see at the moment. Watching. Yeah. Uh, just you know, everybody sync this up with um with the the podcast, and you'll be like. Yeah, I there you go. Really, this is like a. It's a mystery. This is like a, 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 a director's thing. cut. <laughs> yes, yes. And annotated. We should do that sometime. An annotated Mariners game. Uh, I mean, uh, we kind of did with that Zunino game. The, the oh one my that god! We lost. The, 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 one, the one that was lost <laughs> because all of us freaked out about the walk-off home run. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I think we're gonna make a Zunino T-shirt with breaking tea. Oh I yes. Emailed them today. Yeah, Mike Zanino is good. So if you like that idea, please let us know, um, so I know that that maybe this is something that will sell a little bit. Uh, anyway, back to best case scenarios, gambler's fallacy. Um, yes. It is hard. Like it's hard. You've been burned. So it's, it and. And I think with Mariners fans specifically, we've been burned so many times over so many years. I mean, we're coming, we're creeping up. We're on the other side. We're pushing two decades of just futility since a playoff appearance. Not a, not even anything mm-hmm. good happening. Uh, not even a, a pennant. Nothing to wave around. Uh, you know, sort of the Colts you tried banner or whatever, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, frustrate. I, um, I totally understand people who are frustrated and just feeling like things are the worst. Um, mm. it, it's really hard. But I think realistically, if we're talking realistically, yes, it is an aged roster and... It is understandable to expect that maybe Cano is going to be hurt sometimes. Maybe Cruz is going to be hurt sometimes. Um, less so Cruz because his, you know, he doesn't have to play the field. Um, I think that expecting this year to look like last year is going to be... I just don't think that's realistic. I hope so. That's what I will say. I, I agree with you, and I really hope you're right, because it just would be such a such a bummer. I mean, it, yeah, that, like, it sounds silly, but it just, it, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It just would be a shame to see a team that has so many interesting and engaging characteristics waylaid, by injury again and uh you know i i would like to see more i would like to see them them show show something more um (laughs) gordon beckham give me gordon (laughs) beckham (laughs) give me gordon beckham (laughs) sorry taylor motter give me gordon beckham (laughs) Um, <laughs> the the utility man of 
of yeah. Chicago's dreams. You know what? Give me now Gordon, give me Gordon Beckham, who has been uh, just reading about his journey a little bit. You know, like mm-hmm. he has, he was this first round draft pick, very hot prospect, and he just failed. And I feel sad for him for that because there was a lot of attention paid to him and then a lot of attention paid to his failure and you know just him reinventing himself as like a utility man like playing good defense I think about that catch he made all the time where he like tumbled over the rolled up tarp or whatever (laughs) at the end of last season remember Uh you know like Mm -hmm. I know it's just spring training but if we're gonna talk about like it's not a realistic outcome but a dream out like a Gordon Beckham, I could I could be very on board with like a Gordon Beckham re- redemption story. <laughs> I'm I would love it. I would absolutely <laughs> love it. I mean, Just, not as much not as much as the Mike Zanino is good. I, mm-hmm. I that would be just dreamy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if we're talking about realistic, like I think realistically, there's a chance that. Mike Zanino is good is for real and mm-hmm. we get to watch him play in an all-star game and honestly the idea of that just chokes me up a little Mike Zanino it, getting we might this year get to see Mike Zanino play in an all-star game how cool would that be it would be I mean yeah it, it that would do a lot, it, even if the season yeah. is sucky. That would do a lot to offset my bad feelings about things. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a possibility, and I I I think there are so many different ways that things could go really nicely. So hopefully we can just have a few of them in concert. That would that <laughs> would be a nice thing, I think. Uh, a, a sequence, a nice, some nice cluster luck uh, for cluster good luck, things. Cluster luck, as opposed to cluster the other thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> cluster lousy. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's definitely the rhyme I was thinking of. Good job, Jeff. Um, So, do we want to just go through uh, a, a, a few of our questions here? Uh, at, yes, at, we at, can. At did, you, like, write, um, did you write them down? Like, uh I did this thing where I just pulled up the Twitter for notifications uh, and did not do the normal preparation that we do. Uh, so if I miss any, I apologize uh, for for being sloppy. Um, but uh, I see one from here that was recently just addressed uh, from Brittany Bole at Brittany Bush. Uh, is Mike Zunino good? Yes. Yes, he is. And I just got an email from the Breaking Tea people. So Yeah? Uh, yes. Soon, Are we go? Soon we will have the t-shirt to prove it. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, they keep an eye on the website for that because yeah. we will have that. Uh, we'll have that up. Probably on the Twitter more frequently than the website, but... Uh, We'll, we'll make sure that's available because I, I know I want to get one. Oh, abso- I will absolutely buy one. 
they will be good either <laughs> as a real thing or as a very funny ironic thing. In a no, <laughs> shut up! Stop! Well, but what I'm saying is either way, it's going to be a great oh. thing to own. You're going to want to own it. You're going to want to be part of the zeitgeist. Uh, and probably a good zeitgeist. A bueno zeitgeist, as they say. No, nobody, um, literally nobody says that. Okay. <laughs> uh, is Mike uh, good? I think we have answered that with a resounding yes. Yes. But if you say no, uh, you can go look at his jacks from yeah. last yeah. night because they were awesome. If you say no, you can buy the T-shirt and then just tape the words no uh, or, or N-O-T, the letters N-O-T, uh, in front of it. Uh, yeah, and you cannot deface our shirt it. like that. Like, what are you talking? What are you talking about, Don? What are you? <laughs> I am. <laughs> this is I'm called so, marketing one hundred and one. I'm so confused <laughs> by you. Um, no, I'm if done. you think Mike Zanino is not good, like I, I don't know why you don't like Joy, but I feel sorry <laughs> for you. Next question. All right, next question. Uh, this comes from Anthony Sater at Anthony underscore Sater on Twitter. If you could have any previous Mariner in their prime, what would your lineup look like? Oh, my God. Um, so do you want to go batting order or do we want to go positional? And I, I, I'm thinking we just pick a, positional, positional a, a pitcher, and, and like a starter, yeah, and then one make pi- a, one pitcher, a reliever. Um, one do you want to trade off? We could yeah, go back okay. and forth. All right, sure. All right. All right, let's do it. Um, okay, I, I will go first. And I, I will say Ichiro uh, leading off right field. Um, I, I mean, I know there, there are detractions on him as in terms of an offensive player because he was mostly one-dimensional, but it, the, he just was exceptional, and uh, he was exceptional to watch and put – pressure on other teams in a way that was remarkable to watch to say nothing of the defensive capability he brings and i mean yeah uh you know 60 steals plus threat in in his prime each row nice okay um we put number two who do who do we because i feel like it should be a speed guy right it could be speed. It could be you could go the you could go the the uh, best hitter number two in the lineup kind of kind of philosophy. Yeah, whatever I, whatever you're feeling. Oh, man, I don't know. I might I might put someone speedy in, um, and I might be tempted to 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 go. I, I would feel bad, I guess, if I didn't pick Julio Cruz, just because he's so fast and he stole so many bases. For his time, but does it can can I can I say his back gets developed by like the current front office? <laughs> <laughs> I think we gotta go prime actual performance. Okay, so prime actual performance, like maybe when we had Ricky Henderson. Ooh, right. I mean, yeah. if I get him You're, at his prime, you know what? A hundred percent, absolutely. And in fact, he should have been. I would. I should have picked him to lead off, uh, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, you should have. Uh, but you know, I mean, I think an Ichiro Ricky Henderson one two is. Yeah, that's is, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, um, are we putting him in left field? I then? think we should put him in left okay, field. We'll yeah, put him in left field. Uh, he's our yeah. left fielder then. Interesting. Yeah. We have our right fielder and our left fielder to start off. That's interesting. Um, 
Well, number three, then, I, I will go with uh, Mr. Alex Rodriguez because, much, you know, much as the Mariners' front office is loath to acknowledge him, uh, and I held a grudge against him for much of my childhood, uh, it is pretty hard to argue that there was any better shortstop yeah. uh, ever in their prime, probably. Uh, and so just offensively, he's exceptional uh defensively in his prime exceptional good base runner all around the the right guy to have there okay Uh, all right so i gotta go with the kid right yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's not really another option Uh for the fourth spot I would agree. Yeah, uh, so that takes care of our whole outfield already. Yeah, we're good uh, there. Yeah. We're good there. Okay. I'm 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 trying to make sure because I feel like we're we maybe are glossing over some like yeah ancient guys. No, or, I don't. Or young guys I don't think we... so though. All right, you have one choice here. Yeah, it's Edgar don't... Martinez. <laughs> okay. I, I'm uh, so glad. Big I Poppy. I'm so big glad... Poppy. No, li- be damned. Poppy. poppy. Poppy, the original. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Big Poppy. Original, There's yeah. Big Poppy and Poppy. Big Poppy, Poppy damned, original Poppy. Uh, mm. Original, always best, just ask New Coke people. Um, <laughs> all right, good. I'm glad I don't have to beat you up because you're like five inches taller than me and I don't know how that would work. <laughs> it would be a, a, ambitious. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Edgar Martinez at DH, hitting okay. fifth. All right, yes, that is the right choice. So, where am I at? Am I now, at the... now we're getting into some tougher... Yeah, now, now things get tough. Um, now I feel like I am into... We have second base open, right? We do. I, I gotta go with Cano. I gotta go with Cano. I, I think that is fair. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he's he is remarkable as a Mariner, but I think even just earlier in his career, not I mean some of his best years have been as a Mariner, but yeah, I I, I think Booney was pretty remarkable, but I, I don't know that I think if we're talking prime stretch, picking a year yeah. out, I I think it's tough to say that you you I think you'd be better served getting a a great year out of Cano. Um. Oof. Let's see. Um, if we're going to go to first base, I think is probably where I want to go. Because that would leave us with John Olerud. Oh, nice, nice. Um, Ethan Novak somewhere approves of this choice. I, I mean, it just was remarkable. I mean, the guy... <laughs> could play first base defensively exceptionally he was I, I, outstanding uh offensively um without you know without much power still managed to be you know not not much speed but just you know like a 300 career hitter almost a 400 obp and just exceptional i i mean exceptional exceptional player uh, you know, as as good as, uh, you know, the, the the not that there was much competition, I think, in the first base <laughs> uh, lineage. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably the way to go. 
Uh, it's my turn. It is. Uh, we've done the whole outfield. We've we got have first and second and shortstop covered. Yes. So we basically have third base and catcher left. Yes. And I think you have a tough choice. I have a tough choice. Um, here's the thing. Yeah. I have a really, really good battle, I think, at catcher. Uh-huh. Because Dan Wilson, right? How can you choose anyone other than Dan Wilson? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. If we're going anyone that was in the organization and and that was a Mariner, um, I, I mean... Jason Veritek was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of of other. I'm, this is. I mean, this is as much a test of knowledge of in you know, arcane transactions. Right. Sure. Sure. Anyone uh, in general. But I think for like the spirit of the exercise, um, <sighs> you know what? Like this. Your it's your pick. It is your pick. There's no. You know nothing, what? Nothing for me to... I'm going to push all my chips in and say Mike Zanino's 2018. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, peak, he might have had a better... I, here's what I'll... Let me, let me run it into the I'm old... I'm pushing all my chips in. The old interwebs. Wow. That is a big... That's yeah. a big bet. Yeah. I love you a lot, Dan the Man Wilson. You were the catcher mm-hmm. of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And he was And great. in fairness, I don't think Veritech ever played an MLB game for the Mariners, so... Yeah, okay. I, so, I mean, you know, it's yeah. sort well, of... You know what? ...what you define Mikey that Z. as, but... Mikey Z. Um, all right, well, then I'm going to have to finish with, uh, with third base, and as much as I love Kyle Seeger, it's got to be Adrian Beltre. Yeah. Who's uh, batting ninth in our lineup? <laughs> yeah, which I probably could have put him ahead in retrospect of of some of the guys, but definitely, definitely a strong play there. We, we yeah, uh, Beltre just, I mean, you know, a a six to nine win player in in his peak. Oh yeah. Uh, which, by the way, <laughs> was mostly just all of the last. 12 years so <laughs> yeah um, which means we also get to put peak felix hernandez on the mound to actually ooh, so there's so there's the question the are you are you going felix over randy because uh, hmm. i i, I, I yes, think i yeah, as much yes. as i love felix i think i would go peak randy over peak felix I mean, I think that that's the right choice from a numbers standpoint, but I think that's like true. from a, I picked Mike Zanino to be the catcher <laughs> standpoint, <laughs> I picked Felix. Fair point. Fair but whatever, point, let's Kate. Just put them bo- let's put them both on and just continue. Yeah, put them in the pen. Put them yeah, in the pen. Yeah, All right, who's, yeah. who's your closer then? Who's your closer who's coming in to shut it down? Uh, oh. I grew up with Norm Charlton. Ooh! <laughs> and you made it! And you made it here! <laughs> He's so fun! He um, was. I, I loved me some Sheriff. Oh, man. I loved me some Jeff Nelson. But uh, Thunderstruck? At his peak? Oof. At his peak. Yeah, I think it... Oh. Uh, 
Hey, you know that what? JJ puts that JJ puts <laughs> life though. Uh, it's a rough cue. The Dave Niehaus. Uh, here comes the, <laughs> here comes the big fuck. Walk the world. Walk the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, um. You know what? Peak. Can I take 2016, Edwin Diaz? When he, you know when what? No I one think had you ever can. Seen him, and he was. Just I think like, you can. Just mowing people down. Or can I take, like, the one or two healthy months of Carson Smith we had? <laughs> uh, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad call. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, Gaylord Perry was really good. Oh, man, <laughs> Gaylord Perry. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, I like could, a, yeah, I'll take him. 85 years old and <laughs> was, like, a two-win pitcher in 1983 for the Mariners. Oh, uh, and through 181 innings, and yeah. then just said, "All right, I'm I'm good. Like <laughs> I've thrown 5,300 innings. I <laughs> I've won <laughs> a little over 300 games. Yeah. I'm gonna to give it a rest." Yeah, that guy had a hundred wins above replacement. Anyways, sorry. No, uh, I, think, I think that that's oh, a strong man. choice. No, but I think peak peak Felix or or, or Randy is more fun. Uh. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I think that's a solid team. I think that's a team you could take up against just about anyone. Oh yeah, yeah. Suck it, twenty eighteen Astros. Yeah. Also, um, Edwin Diaz is pitching against my. Oh no, he just struck out Tommy Joseph, the twenty five year old <laughs> with the forty five year old face. Yeah. Uh, oh man. That was mean. That was just mean looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Uh, I want. I want peak Edwin Diaz. I will. I will take so, it. So when he is on, he is so nasty, and it's been encouraging <laughs> to watch him this spring when he finds himself falling out, when he finds that yeah. that front side fall, flying open. To actually watch him correct it, yeah, no mound visit needed. Like he knows it, so yeah, that's that's definitely an encouraging yeah. sign. Oh boy, he is um, about to kill once in ten out there. <laughs> Okay. So, we've got a, a week before opening day. Yes. Um, the next time we talk to you guys, it will be baseball oh season. Oh, my God. Um, it's I here. Mean, we made it. Good job, we everybody. We did. We did. Um, thank you guys all for sticking with us. I mean, it's I, it's a long oh. stretch. Some I know sometimes, you know, I we... we do a lot of different stuff to try and make it interesting for you guys um try and talk with players because i know that i we we like to try and uh get you guys some perspectives on what's what's going on in the league uh and, and in the organization um certainly we enjoy doing that uh and sometimes there's not as much to talk about but uh, i know i'm looking forward to having real live baseball to watch and and discuss and it's just more fun to worry about things that matter. That are real, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, thank you. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And I, I, you know, I, if you enjoy what we have have done uh, over the off season, um, please let us know because yeah, we really only hear about the bad stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be, um, like some guy sent me an email asking how he can. Um, make sure we never appear in his feeds again. And I was like, dude, I don't... <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a you problem. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, if anyone, if uh, anyone could, could, yeah, I would, I would. We love to hear your praise. That is as naked a plea as I will probably ever make. But yes, please let us know. Yeah, and <laughs> please, and if you guys clap. have. <laughs> Please clap. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, well, we're we're gonna, you know, we will we will keep doing this for you, for you guys because we enjoy doing it. I know Kate and I like having an excuse to get together and talk. Um, but uh, you know, let us let us know what you like, what what you'd like to hear more about, um, and uh, we'll we'll try and make that make sure we we find the fun and keep this interesting and informative as as the season goes on. So. Kate, any any final things before we uh, before we head out? I hate one centeno. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I must agree. Um, all right. Well, this has been the Lookout Landing podcast. Uh, I have been John Troopin. That has been Kate Pruser. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>